Hello and welcome to the Help Me Understand podcast. Help Me Understand is a weekly podcast that explores the context behind the things that we experience from day to day. With topics ranging from personal development to parenting to health and fitness and more, join me, your host, J.K. McLeod, as I share my thoughts and also host conversations that are meant to encourage you to say, help me understand, in an effort to add perspective to the things we experience in everyday life. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. I'm your host, J.K., and today I am joined by a special guest, and we're just going to go ahead and kick it off. So first, MC, how are you today? I am doing really well. I have the day off, so it's a beautiful day. Ah, you got, you got to love it. Uh, at the time that we are recording this, we are approaching um, here in the States. I, that's that's basically like a little subtle flex that I know we have some listeners outside of the, the U.S. So uh, yeah, I'm just going to do that. Uh, so here in the States, we are approaching... Uh, the Christmas holiday and all that good stuff. So um, I will, let me kind of just start things off with the why behind today's episode, and then we'll just kind of roll into it. So we've been connected via social media, but it have been since last year or year before. I, I can't even remember. I can't remember, but yes, you're right. Yeah. Within the last couple of years, let's just throw it out there. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it in that range within the last couple of years. And Something that I have been really intrigued by is this, I'm going to call it concept, and you're going to you know, either set the record straight or tell me I was on the right path. This concept of, you know, it was previously, it was like 22 things about t- 2022, and then this year, um, 23 things about 2023. And I've, yeah, I've just been super intrigued by that because I noticed believe it was last year then that it was the only time that you were from what I could see visible active on social media and then you shut it down so I remember last year being kind of intrigued by it then this year uh, intrigued again and I was thinking to myself okay if you don't reach out like you may not be able to get a hold of her until sometime in 2024 and I'm very big on like the next minute is not promised the next hour, the next day. So, you know, put, put the, the talk behind the, the walk and actually like, or the walk behind the talk, I guess, and actually reach out. So with that being said, that's the context. So can you first start by just, you know, introduce yourself, share what you, what you would like to about, uh, who you are. Okay, cool. So first, I just want to thank you so much. You know, I'm a fan of you. I actually found you through um, Joy and Claire's podcast. Yeah, Uh, my my favorite. I know, they're the best. I followed them for years. And I feel like I've gone through the ebbs and flows of like fitness and nutrition and everything with them. And I'm right in between their two ages. So I always consider myself like a half of each of them. So having you on their show was like, absolutely just such an eye opener for me. And then it made me leap into your podcast. So I'm really excited to be here. Um, but yeah, my name's MC. I grew up in New England. Um, and, uh, then I moved to Vermont and Florida for school and I've settled down here in Virginia. Um, I currently live in an area that has good balanced seasons of New England and Florida, you know, none of the extremes. So, um, great, great enjoyment of going outside and just like, you know, kind of, taking it all in. Um, but yeah, so I think that's kind of where I started. 
but listening to your podcast has kind of been an interesting navigation for me because the help me understand aspect of it and then the shift of perspectives. Um, it's just nice to hear different voices and, and really learn new things about people that you may otherwise have never been connected with. Yeah. Wow. That's that, uh, I want to say thank you. Like, I really appreciate, um, being able to, to hear a little bit about you and also, uh, you know, I'm going to be completely transparent when you podcast, you are, you're never sure mm-hmm. who you're talking to. Uh, you can, or, or I, I'll put it on myself. I envision the person that I'm talking to maybe in that specific episode. And then it never fails that someone at some unexpected moment will reach out or provide feedback. And you're like, man, I didn't even think of, think that that would necessarily hit for you in that particular moment. And it just, um, it's that reminder that I truly think that every person needs that along the way, the, the things that they do make some sort of a difference, some impact at some level. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And then I also, um, will throw out, yeah, if anybody is not familiar with uh, this is Joy and Claire. They're one of my favorite podcasts since back in the Girls Gone Wad days. So I know yeah. you were listening to them back then too, right? A hundred percent, yep. Yeah, and um, I've been blessed enough to be on that that particular platform, I think three or four times at this. I don't know. They're friends now, so it's all good. All right, so uh, can you share, can you first share uh, what the, you know, 21 for 21, 22 for 22, can you, can you go ahead and just introduce that to us yeah. and first explain what it is? I know I'm doing a piss poor job of explaining no, it. No, you're fine. fine. So first, so. like I told you, um, when we, pr- when we talked prior, uh, I can't take credit for any of it. I actually, um, have to give credit to, um, Liz Craft and Gretchen Rubin. They're two sisters who also podcast. Um, okay. and they have kind of developed this concept through Gretchen Rubin's research. And again, I actually may have heard about them through Joy and Claire. So all of this kind of goes back to the two of them. Um, But uh, Gretchen Rubin and Liz Craft, they are writers who live on different coasts and they uh, connect together as sisters through this podcast to help you create a happier life. And um, so I guess I kind of should start with, um, I don't want to vilify social media when we move into this um, because social media can be really um, beneficial for all of us. So um, the content creators in the world, which include people like you, Joy, Claire, Gretchen Rubin, Liz Craft, all these wonderful people, um, they are are part of us, a group of people who have influenced others to better their lives. And it might be that they started on social media and they shifted. So I stole the idea from them, um, listening to their podcasts in 2018, I think I started. Okay. Um, t- 2018 was a tough year for me. So most people go through terrible things. You know, they have, um, highly stressful, uh, crisis situations that happen in their life. They go through a healthy, a health diagnosis or lose a family member. And, and in my case, it was quite a few things that happened in a very short period of time. And so I had found Gretchen Rubin's book, um, which is the happiness project. I listened to her podcast and it was me becoming kind of a student in my own grief and stress, right? So how do we turn the negative into productive? Um, So I started listening to her podcast. And one of the items she does every year is the first one is she picks a word of the year. And it's a theme. And it's usually not taken too literally. Um, So you can choose a word that you do take literally, and you can choose one that is something obscure that can have many meanings. And I've done both. 
Um, the second portion of that is they do something that coincides with the year. So in that year, that particular year that I started, it might've been 2019. Um, I would have picked it on new year's Eve of 2018. I selected 19 things I'd like to accomplish or try or experience, um, that correspond with that year. So 19 for 2019. Uh, so that's where I kind of started it. Um, and then uh, it, it evolved over time. Um, but the shift from the social media aspect was a little bit yeah. different. So wow. going off of social media was a little bit different. But yeah, so it's, it's fun. You can kind of select things that, are, that encourage you to try new foods or go to new places or have more intentional interactions with the people you love. Yeah. Okay, so as best as you can, can you take me back to 2019? Okay. where you started, I believe you said, with 19 things that you'd like to accomplish. Yes. And I know I gave you no information about specifically yeah. what I was going to ask or anything like that. So if there's a particular area that you're kind of hazy on, no one is going to fact check, fact check you. And if they <laughs> are, you need to, you, you need more, t you, you need less time on your hands. You need to go be more productive people. So yeah, for anyways, sure. so take me back to 2019 with the 19 things that you'd like to accomplish. Yeah. How did you how did you go about that? Was this like a scenario of okay, each thing needs to be big and bold. Mm -hmm. Um it needs to be 19 uncomfortable things. Like talk to me a little bit. Help me understand how you approach that. Yeah, so 19 was actually a great year for this. So I had come out of 2018 thinking it was, you know, whenever we do that, it's got to be the worst year it's ever been. It's got to get better. It's like hold my beer kind of thing on New, on New Year's Day. So yep. I had thought going into 2019 that I was going to have this um, reawakening and healing time. I had had some loss the year before, dealt with some health problems, had to walk away from CrossFit, which anybody, I shouldn't say the, the name, but you know, anybody who has a lifestyle that defines them and then they have to shift that, um, mm -hmm. it can be really jarring for who you are at the core. And yeah. um, so 2019, I had this incredible list of things and I actually overachieved in 2019 where it was, you know, some really great things like I want to try new sports or I want to see specific people. But then I had some items on there that were like, donate blood three times this year, pick up litter when you see it on the ground, like things that make you feel better from the inside out. Um, yeah. so there were a number of things, but, um, so 2019, I was very successful, but I was also very successful because some other issues had happened in my community. Um, there was a pretty big crisis in my work environment, um, that required a lot of my attention. Um, and what I did on the outside of, in the moments of free time, in the moments where I could breathe as I did, started tackling some of those items, um, so 2019 was great. Uh, and then I thought, you know what? 2018 and 2019 were terrible years for me. 2020 is going to be my year, right? <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. 2020 can't be worse than 2018 and 2019. Nah, um, not, not possible. Uh, not at all. And so um, on New Year's Eve on 2019, I lit a candle and I played some music and I brainstormed on big flip chart paper about what my word was going to be. And I have, I usually have like a series I select and I ended up choosing light and okay. 2020 like was going to be light. L-I-G-H-T, but it can okay. mean anything you want it to be, right? Like it can be finding the light in the darkness. It can be feeling lighter. It can be lessening your burden. 
it can be anything you want it to be. And so I had no idea on New Year's Eve of 2019 how bad yeah. I and everyone around me would need light. And um, How did you decide on that word? I don't, I have to say, I make a list of them that like right now I have probably 12 that I'm looking at for next year. Same. Um, yeah. And then Same. right, you and I have kind of chatted offline. Yeah. I did steal one of yours for my list, by the way. That's um, fair. I appreciate and that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm not, it might not make the cut, but it's on there. Um, but I, um, I just, I had a, like a gut feeling, you know, sometimes you just get that intrinsic mm-hmm. feeling like I need light this year because the last couple of years have been heavy. You know, yeah. and so um, I picked light, and uh, I kind of didn't use social media as much because things were so heavy in the world, and then the world shut down, right? Yeah, and we all became isolated. And where did yep. we meet each other on the Online. internet? Yeah. Right? right. And I started to watch this beautiful thing that happened online turn into something darker. And um, the end of May happened. And Mm -hmm. we all watched something really traumatic play out on social media and on the media. And on June 2nd, I turned it off. I shut it down. Okay. Um, I didn't think in 2020, on June 2nd, that I had much to offer the world. Uh, There were enough people who looked like me and who talked like me. And I think maybe it was time for us to stop. And so I turned off my social media. And, uh, I lived the year free of Facebook and free of Instagram. And I didn't even know what TikTok was at that point. This is before (laughs) reels too. So there were no reels yet. Um, but I turned it off and I lived, um, as best I could in 2020, given the world we were in. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So when you made that decision on June 2nd of 2020, did you make that decision with a specific time frame in mind of how long that break, pause, or cleanse, whatever you want to call it? Mm-hmm. Did, did you have a, a particular, okay, I'm going to not log on to this for X amount of time? Or like, what was the thought process there specifically to the time frame? Like, what was your expectation at that time? that point in time i think about where you were in 2020 right in june of 2020 oh yeah none of us knew what was going to happen to the world right Mm -hmm. so to me i turned it off not ever knowing i mean i i think i assumed i would be back on social media at some point but i needed i mean i deleted all of the apps and disengaged from that world i did fill it with self-help books and um you know, uh, podcasts, lots of podcasts. That was going to be my audiobooks. next question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So no expectation of time frame or whatnot. And yeah. you really, it sounds like you're saying that you shifted that time that you had spent on social media or even now I even want to rephrase that. Not necessarily even the time, like that brain space and that mental energy uh-huh. towards something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I, you've absolutely. Um, I would say that 
it was one of those things where my internet habits, and I think a lot of us went through this, right? I'm not trying to project on people, but our internet habits became very mindless and very um, snappy. And Mm -hmm. people were saying things from um, raw emotion and not being thoughtful or kind because we were behind a screen. And I just, it wasn't a place I wanted to be anymore. And so I not only isolated from the world, right? I isolated from social media, but I also got to find something inside me, which was like learning to hang out with myself. And, you know, of course, my husband, my dogs, everybody that you could be around in 2020. But yeah, um, I learned more about myself during that break um, than I ever could have. So it's almost just like we were talking in the beginning, you find the, the little blessings in the disaster, you find the light in the darkness. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we're going to stay on 2020 for a minute here. So as you think back and you, you provide the, the recap, uh, social media, cause that, that audio, that trending audio just popped into my head where it's like, and that's a wrap for 2020, whatever. So yeah. as, as you reflect on 2020, can you give, can you give me a couple of examples of how the word light played out for you in 2020 now? now reflecting on that. A hundred percent. So one of the things I added for that year, because sometimes my list relates to light, um, was that I was going to seek out sunrises and sunsets and full moons and look up at the stars and be more mindful on my commute in the morning and go for walks at sunset. And that has resonated until today. So that was a big one. Um, But I will say, because I disengaged from social, social media, I kind of uh, forgot that my 2020 list existed for a while because none of those things were possible anymore. And so mm-hmm. when at the reason, when you asked the question about when I decided to come back, it was, I was listening to Gretchen Rubin start doing the rundown of what she had accomplished for their 2020 list. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to go look at that and see what I've actually accomplished. Okay. And I ended up shifting, determining I wanted to come back to social media And then talk about, and this is where the light comes in, the things I did in spite of 2020. And so my entire list was essentially things I was able to do in spite of everything. And so that's to me where the true light came in. Yeah, what a a solid um, reflection to have because I I, I felt like you just took me on kind of a journey there. And the way that I perceived what you just talked about, and you've listened to, you know, enough of my stuff and, you know, me ramble that I often will start things with my opinion, my perspective, because I, I'm, I'm going to over index on number one, not trying to mansplain because I hate mansplaining. So number one, not mansplaining and number one, a also not putting words in other people's mouths mm-hmm. and reframing what they said as, oh, this is what you meant to say. So it's just always going to be my perspective, my perception, yeah. my understanding of what you just talked about. The journey you just took me on was I started off with the expectation of being able to do these particular things. Then there was an, an event that was out of my control that happened. Then I made the decision to take control of my mental energy in a particular way, then I realized that 
there was something that I had, there were particular things that I had not necessarily accomplished that were part of my plan. And then I went back and reframed that with, okay, yeah, the plan changed. And also what did I still get done? Like what, how did I still continue to move forward? So I think that's, you know, the way my brain works is like, man, that is a whole lot of, you, you had the plan, the, the, then life was like, yeah, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to move forward with this. And then you have the realization and then you go back. So I, I really, I love the trajectory there. So then let's just go timeline then. So yeah. now you've got 2021. So how did you approach 2021? So first, I just want to validate what you said. It was not mansplaining. You are a great facilitator and a great listener. So that is, that that was, that is your job as the host of this podcast is to, you know, interpret what we say and then keep the conversation flowing. So please don't think that that was how it was interpreted. Okay. Um, the other part is like the next thing I did is I started posting for myself, right. As if it was kind of a, right. Number one, the first thing I did is I, I was able to go to a concert before things shut down, or I was able to go visit with my goddaughter in Tucson, you know, and I talked about the things I was able to do in spite of everything. And I found that my friends were like, okay, first of all, where have you been? And second of all, we haven't seen your writing in a long time. And I used to be a fervent writer. Um, I wrote for our old gym's social media. I had a blog, you know, I was, it was something I did as a hobbyist, but I loved it. And I write like I talk. So people felt like they were getting me back, which is really cool. The other part of that was there were some people who in my life, who I was staying connected with, who were excited to see it because they knew it was happening, but I wasn't sharing it with the world. Um, so I went through, you know, the, the beauty that was 2020, cause there is some beauty in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part of it was you get a lot of really beautiful pictures when you spend more time outdoors. So there yeah. was some, some great photos I could post. And, and then, um, I knew once again, like on new year's Eve, I was going to do this, this thing again. And I think the one thread throughout this is that, you know, it's kind of like you tell the world or, you know, the universe or God or whoever you believe in, um, your plan and they laugh. Right. So 2020, the the eve of 2021, we all did this thing like, Oh, there's going to be a vaccine. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be back to normal. So of course I built my 2021 plan just like I built my 2020 plan. Uh, I was like, (laughs) hopefully you saw the parallel there. Yeah. Okay. I, I kept making the same mistakes over and over again, but it was one of those things where it's like, it's okay. Right. Like, yeah, let's not, let's not do this. It'll be better next year. Cause it might not, but what can we find in, in, in all that? So, um, I did the same thing on new year's Eve and I picked the word flow and it ended up being a great one for the year, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's so far, that's kind of been my thing. And then on January one, I post my list and I disappear for a little bit of time. Okay. All right. So we're going to keep, we're going to keep it rolling here. Yeah. So upon reflection of mm-hmm. 2021, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm open to hearing a particular example or a couple of examples, whatever, however you want to let it, let it flow mm-hmm. of how the word flow played out for you in 2021. Yeah. 
So 2021, I think um, the big thing when I picked flow, it wasn't just about kind of go with the flow, get in a flow, uh-huh. um, you know, because there's the yoga aspect, right? Like we can all embrace more yoga, which I actually did that year. Um, but there was also kind of a, a flow of how do we get into our new regimen of this new world and, and, and continue to be in a flow state? Um, so there were some really neat ones in 2021 where I was able to really kind of nail down some ways that I could make my world a little bit better, but I will say it was another year of like, in spite of this, here's some other things I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you've, um, you've brought up so much stuff that's like already got me like, okay, um, let me kind of think about doing this and then let me re- redo this. So I'm, I'm actually. I'm actually just basically now just being selfish. So I'm yeah, I'm you're fine as we go. Okay. So that's 2021. Then what was the approach to 2022? 2022 was my, I think my favorite word I've ever picked. Um, okay. And it was my favorite way to embrace a word. Uh, so I will say it wasn't like the others, right? So in the past I had gratitude. Then one year I had grace and gratitude because I was a big fan of like, with grace and gratitude, it's like you want to give it and you want to also receive it back, right? So um, that, those were my words then. And of course, you know, I went into light and flow and did all that. But 2022, I chose the word tea, like teacup, right? Like T-E-A. tea, tea, okay. tea. But then okay. I pl- did a play on words where I did like tranquility or, you know, um, like anything that had the tea at the end of it, you could build in. Uh, but the best part about the word that year, because people started following my journey, is yeah. they were like, oh my gosh, tea is your word of the year. I had a friend sign me up for a tea of the month club. I had friends. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This was the most beautiful year. And this is the year I turned 40, so for tea. So it was one of those. Oh, snap. Oh, dude, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was like I couldn't have orchestrated 2022 in a better way. So. Um, I did a Japanese or a Chinese tea ceremony. I learned how the Japanese do tea. I learned about African cultures that have tea as part of their daily routine, and they just keep drinking like drinking it until you know until basically the end of the day. And then the, my favorite one actually was in the Chinese culture, and I, I don't want to you know misrepresent anything, but one of the things I read is that in the Chinese culture, your host will serve you tea until the water is nearly clear. And that's your indication that you need to go. And so there's just some really beautiful things with tea that um, it seems like a very cheesy word, but it causes you to slow down and take in all the senses. And um, my friends threw a tea party for me for my 40th birthday. And it was just, people embraced my word. They, I got a necklace with a teacup on it and, you know, just really beautiful things wow. from people around me joining in on my, on my year of tea. Okay. How, take me back for a minute. How was, how did you come up with tea even being on your list of words? Cause am I correct in assuming that you, you write down a lot of different options prior to, okay. Yeah. and. Am I also correct that, that basically it's kind of like as, as particular things come to you, then you add that word and then you just go back and kind of, at some point you'll go back and pare that list down. 
right? I do. I, and I pare it down to, a, I do exactly what you're saying. So you open your notes in your phone. Anytime a word comes to me, um, I'll throw it on, on the list. Yeah. Okay. That year, I have no idea. I think I was either drinking a cup of tea or um, I don't even know what would have made it come to me. But I think it might have been the year. And this is where I say I steal things from Gretchen Rubin and Liz Craft. That year, I think they picked um, like salt and or wave or something that you would never associate. Because usually you want to pick something like motivate, inspire, you know, something strong. Like you want to pick a word that's going to be an yeah. action for the year, you don't really think about a noun. You're so right? spot on right now with <laughs> where, yeah. Okay. All right. So keep, keep it going. I'm listening. Yeah. No. So I, um, I started having these moments where I played with words and I was like T and then I thought clarity, like we all want clarity, right? Tranquility. Like if you think about all the things that you could in, inspire with that. The other part about tea that I loved is that it crosses so many cultural barriers. And that was a point in all of our lives. I think we wanted to learn more about each other, not less. Um, and you know, there were some really intentional things I did in that year that I'm proud of. And I think, um, made me a better person. So, um, I don't know, like I, it was one, you go with your gut. That's all I can say. Yeah. Okay. That's um, what really is interesting to me. So there's two things that that kind of come to mind for me, uh, and I'll I'll do my best to try and explain them. The first one is Kendrick Lamar. So the reason that Kendrick Lamar comes to mind is for those that might might be Kendrick Lamar fans, because um, you've actually I think you've actually at least got to be a fan of some of his music to get what I'm about to talk about. Um, if you you think that you understand what a song is about. And then there's this really good, it's either podcast or um, YouTube channel or something. It's called Dissect, like D-I-S-S-E-C-T. And what Dissect does is it will take lyrics from particular artists or it will take multiple albums, different things like that. And it will give you basically the genius behind how somebody crafted a particular song. And basically it's kind of like the hidden meaning. Like, so if you're, yeah, so if you're in your early if you're 40, so I'm 45. So you remember um, Highlights. Do you remember Highlights magazine? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my parents, like that was one of the subscriptions that I had was Highlights magazine. And there was always this thing where you had to like find the hidden object. You search so for be, it. Yep. Yeah. So it'd be the image search or whatnot. And so when Dissect does these, these posts or snippets, whatever, about Kendrick Lamar, they will legit take like three of his albums and then show you this common theme that's been woven that you just, you're like, no way, you had to completely make that up. And then you really think about it and you're like, oh, snap. Like that really is, there is a whole methodical, like seven levels deep thing that strings these together. And so what I think, that's what comes to mind. So Kendrick Lamar is the first thing that comes to mind when you mention like, okay, it's T and what it starts off with. So on the surface, someone else could pick that word and pick it for specifically it's T, T-E-A. So they could be like, yeah, so, you know, I'm going to drink tea. I'm going to explore different cultures and how they like, you know, it's high tea in this particular culture, but here it's something that's more of, you know, something that you do before you go to bed, like just all these different things and keep it very literal while someone else could go 
Kendrick Lamar seven levels deep. So that that's one thing. And then the other thing that came to mind is when you talked about um, really sharing that story around how was it Gretchen Rubin you said picked or was sharing words like salt and mm-hmm. something else wave yeah yeah I could salt and wave yeah so I could I could envision that being almost like for lack of a better way to say it like permission to think of something other than stuff that matches like the hustle and grind culture like the negative side or the toxic side because I'm not gonna lie like there are some things that I'm all about like you need to hustle you need to grind and then just like everything else like social media you can take it too far and then it becomes Mm -hmm. toxic so uh, what I took away from that is sometimes sometimes it's like a validation to think different so thinking of tea versus, well, the word's got to be, as you said, it's got to be something that's like an action word or whatnot. Like who would have thought that? And then just the way that you riffed on, you know, like tranquility and different things like that, or forty, like that's, that's wild to me. So yeah, welcome to where my brain goes on this. It's, you were that. also one of those kids who opened up the CD package and read every lyric in the, 100%. you know, yeah, that's, so that's where I'm at, right? Like I love well, words. Well, it's actually words. the cassette. But yes, that's true. I yes, I, I did. Um, I do still have my Southern playlist at Cadillac music liner notes. I still <laughs> I still have that. I'm looking over on my left because my parents sent me a box of tapes that they found at their house. And my outcast tape was in there with all my liner notes. There's some other stuff in there, too, that I'm like, I hope that they didn't look at what music I was listening to. <laughs> this is not going to be good. Yeah. Well, the best was like when you just like play a song on the radio, record it, and then I would replay it and write the lyrics out. So yes. um, where I grew up, we didn't have um, we didn't have hip hop. We had to like extend. I know this is like dating me, but um, we had to extend our antennas just to try and get the Boston stations. Oh, for real? And so the only stations our hometown got were like the, you know, adult contemporary and classic rock and, you know, things that were, you know, pretty basic. <laughs> Some Steve Winwood. Yeah. I mean, we would get excited to go visit my family that was closer to Boston because we could change the radio station in the car. But I would just feverishly write lyrics down. Like I remember writing every word to hypnotize, right? Just writing it out and just so feeling, nice. right? But then you, yeah. not only do you get to feel the music, but you get to like, truly understand it and yeah. uh so me and my you know 14 year old brain learning you know notorious big lyrics trying to <laughs> trying to connect with this man who has a very different life experience than me just but, just you know, a little bit just a little right bit. but i mean it is um you know it's the words matter and so yeah. that's something that when i choose my word like this year i wasn't as excited about my word but it kept showing up for me and i was like i get it i'll take it um okay. so this year was dream Okay. Uh, and it All was right. about like it it flowed into things in my 2023 list things like create a playlist with the word dream in it you would never believe how many songs have the word dream in it um, and i'm talking every genre um things like interpreting your dreams or having better sleep hygiene habits right so changing the bedtime routine to better set yourself up for dreams so i did it in in many different ways um, go on a dream trip, you know, do three things you never dreamed of, uh, 
I did a lot with word. So when we talk about lyrics, my list this year was all based on songs with dreams. So um, one of them was Teenage Dream, you know, like by Katy Perry. Katy Perry, and the, yeah. The thing I was supposed to do was support young women who want to grow in my career field. And I did. And it was a really beautiful experience. And it was something I did quietly. And I didn't, you know, tell anybody. I'm obviously telling you and all of your listeners. Um, But it was one of those things where I took a song lyric that said dream, and then figured out how I could apply um, a way to make myself or other people around me, you know, a little bit better. Wow. Can I, I don't think I've asked you this. And then if we're, if you're not able to share, then that's totally fine. Are you able to provide generally what career field you're in? Yeah, I'm in um, local government. I'm I'm an okay. executive in local government. That works. Okay. Um, okay. Because I think that helps provide some context. And also mm-hmm. as, as the father of a 17-year-old who's getting ready to go to college, I'm always interested in different fields yeah. and stuff like that that, are, that people well, are in. And it's a field that not, that, that not many people that look like you and I mm. tend to be in the leadership positions of. So it's a really interesting... Yeah. Um, way to embrace your word of the year is to really focus on how can you help people around you um, want to be in this field because we need good people in local state and federal government. Yeah. You know, um, you mentioning that reminds me of, you know, speaking of 2020, I'm looking up at my, my board that I have like in front of my desk here right now. And in 2020, one of the promises that I made to myself is that I was going to vote in that particular presidential election. And I think at some point on my podcast, I may have talked about that, but, um, I remember doing that and I wrote it on a promise card from an organization called because I said I would. I love them. They, yeah. Um, the young man who actually came and spoke at my uh, work, actually. You've seen Alex Sheen speak in person. He is incredible. And I have the little cards. (laughs) So quick story that you will appreciate then. And I actually just got goosebumps. Um, he sent me a voice memo. I want to say within the past month or so. So there'll be, um, so I'll just, I'll share this with you because it, one of the things earlier, you referred to me as a podcast host. And for a second, I actually was uncomfortable for a second because I don't, I don't think of myself as that. And also I need to get an understanding of like, bro, it's just a, it's just a title. It's no biggie because I'm really big on trying to ensure that when I have somebody on that they truly feel like it's just, it's just a conversation that happens to be recorded. And, um, I don't want to steer. I never want to steer anything towards like, well, I should or shouldn't ask this because of the audience. Like at the end of the day, I'm just being selfish. I'm a guy with a microphone who has questions and wants to connect (laughs) with some people, some. So I've like, it's just what I like to do. However, um, so my dad introduced me to, because I said I would, like that organization some time ago. Uh, I don't know. I think it might have been in the earlier days of when he figured out how to use YouTube. And he sent me this thing and he was like, hey, you know, you might enjoy this. And it was um, Alex Sheen's, it might have been his TED Talk. So I listened to it. It immediately resonated with me as far as like, getting better at keeping promises. And for those of you who've listened to this podcast, I'm pretty sure I've talked about them before. And in fact, I think I shared the promise planner document, um, and whatnot, but it's an organization that's really geared towards the power of keeping your promises. If you haven't watched the Ted talk from Alex Sheen, like definitely go check it out. But, um, 
basically the story is I, um, I think it was in 2020 then that I, uh, in the retail organization that I work with, you're, you're able to make a donation out of each of your paychecks and then the company will match that up to a certain amount. And so, um, one of the things that I had decided to do was take a certain amount of every single paycheck and just have it go towards that organization. There's usually three to four organizations. Um, two of them I keep the same every single year, and then two I kind of just switch off each year. So I picked his particular organization. I picked because I said I would. So I've donated to them since 2020. Um, and I remember when I wanted to start my podcast, that's the first organization I reached out to to see if I could get him on. And they told me no. And that's fine. It's totally fine. However, I just continued to, you know, follow the stuff on social media and whatnot. And, and out of the blue, he sends me a voice memo. Again, this was within the last couple of months, maybe. He sends me a voice memo just to say thank you. It was at like 11 o'clock at night or something, a voice memo through Instagram DM. And he was like, hey, JK, I just wanted to let you know that I see, you know, I see your name pop up on the likes. Um, and some of the comments that you make and things like that. And I just wanted you to know that, you know, it makes a difference. You know, I, I may be kind of like hazing some of the details, but it just, it resonated with me because, and I'm explaining this to you or sharing it with you just because you've gotten the ability to actually like see him in person and, and hear his message and whatnot. And I can't even imagine how much more powerful that is to actually get it in person. Um, so I just wanted to share that that random thing and actually give him a shout out just because, um, for him to take the time to do that was, was pretty big. And it is still my mission at some point I'm getting him on the podcast. It's going he's, to happen. He's incredible. Um, I was, it was quite a few years ago. He actually was doing a circuit and I was invited my previous role. I was, I oversaw a volunteer organization. So very large volunteer organization. And, um, our regional volunteer organization invited us all to attend. And he came and spoke to all these local nonprofits, local governments, anybody who was in public service in any way. Um, and we were invited to come, uh, at no cost and just to hear him speak. And he, we all got the little cards and it was just one of those moments where it energized, um, your commitment to your own accountability and then following up with what you promise to other people. And it's really easy for us to just kind of go through the motions and tell people like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Or I'll call that like great example is like when you ask someone to join you and have a conversation on your podcast, it's very easy for me to just say, of course I will. But the second that I thought about it, if I had spent too much time, I could have let barriers get in the way. I could have let time pass and I could have let my social media shut down and you and I would lose connection for another eight months of the year or whatever it is that we break, we break apart for, um, where I just become a consumer of you, you know, for a little while. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. But I, but you know, I think it's important for us to really solidify those plans. And when we're going to make a promise to someone to not only double down on it, but to make it a priority. Yeah. Man, that's that's so cool. I didn't know that I, I didn't know that we shared that particular connection too. Yeah. So uh okay, so 2023, the word has been dream. Mm-hmm. Uh and now you are so as of the recording of this, which is December 22nd, how talk to me about what's what's 
in the works or what you're thinking as of right now, as you go, as you approach the end of 2023 and going into 2024 and beyond? Yeah. So I'm wrapping up my, um, my list and my postings for this week. Uh, last night I actually just posted one about uh, a 50 year old's birthday party that was a Tom Cruise theme. Yeah. And, uh, so that was, that was one of the things I experienced this year, you know, fly across the country so you can dress up like a vampire, uh, at a party with a bunch of grownups dressed up like other Tom Cruises, uh, you know, and of course I had to make a few digs cause he's not exactly a perfect person. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Agreed. but yeah. So who is um, though, you know, yeah, really I mean, who none is of us at this are. Point. Yes. Especially uh, celebrities at this point, you just, you, there's you just, just so many opportunities. Optimistic. Yeah. Too exactly. many opportunities for me to make a few digs there, but, um, right. you know, his catalog is impressive. Um, but you know, so I'm wrapping up a, a couple of posts from the year, you know, some hardships we've experienced, but also some really beautiful experiences we've had. Um, you know, me and my, I always say, I, I always say, uh, in the, in the post, it's 19 of 23 things I did in honor. Cause I've made that shift. So that's the other part as I made the shift from in spite of, to an honor of, right? Because um, I am no longer in a place of, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I'm in a, I am, I am very firmly in a place. And I think this might've been having the word um, T. I think that's where it shifted. Um, yeah. I'm in a place of, in honor of, right? Because it is an honor to even be sitting here with you today. It is an honor for me to wake up in the morning and, and take a deep breath because there are so many of our people that are not afforded that option. Um, and, and that I wish were here with us right now. Right. So, um, there are things that I do now in honor of people I've lost in honor of, um, of, of people who have struggled in this world. And I think it's a really great way. So even little things like the background of the way I started used to be black with white text. And it said, in spite of, Right. Yeah. And now if you look, I've shifted it. It's a white background with black text and it's, it's bringing that light to the, to the front and honor. So I'm wrapping up my, my 2023 list. I'm starting my notes like you, right. Where yep. I write out the different words, a couple of the ones I've had, I stole culture from you. Um, or was it, no, what did I steal? Cultivate, cultivate. cultivate. Yep. I stole cultivate from you. And yep. then we went down that rabbit hole of all the different words, um, <laughs> yeah. like cult, uh, <laughs> yep. but, um, who knows where that'll go? The, yeah. I know. And I don't, I don't even like it's on there, but I, um, you know, I have a few other ones on there. One I'm leaning into, and I usually don't talk about it this early, but I think I'm, I'm really firming up with it is, um, sense, right? So like the five senses and maybe okay. doing a theme around, um, cause at first I was going to do hands, which sounds really silly. Um, but I've been really attracted to things like American sign language. And, um, things that you do with your hands. So like, um, tactile type things. Like, I don't know if it's knitting or painting in my tea year, I did pottery. So like uh -huh. I made a tea, a teacup out of pottery and I found that to be really healing. Um, I also uh, have a little bit of, um, autoimmune arthritis. And so okay. my hands are always something I need to be mindful of. And so eating healthy will help that or, you know, stressing less will help that. So I'm go, I went down the hands way and then realized that, um, we have five senses and in some cases, six senses, right. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. but, but so I think I'm going down that road of like taste, touch, feel, smell, you know, sight. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm going with it. Okay. Now, when you are, when you're then after you've committed to a word, actually, let me rewind. 
as you're starting to narrow things down or when a word is on the list, is it based on the the spelling of that actual word or do you allow yourself the flexibility of just that's the word and then we go? Because the the natural part of my brain immediately, like when you say sense, Money. like I noticed I did it a couple of times before where I would like, wait, let me clarify. Are you saying S-E-N-S-E or are we t- saying S-C-E-N-T, you know? So do you just Both. let that? Okay. Whatever you want. Gotcha. Whatever you want. There are no rules. <laughs> yeah. Man, there are no the rules, rules yeah. are there are no rules, basically. There are no rules. That's legit. It's, yeah, and it's fun. Like, honestly, the other... So here's another kind of hack I have. Is it's because it's become my New Year's Eve resolution and my New Year's Eve ritual, mm-hmm. um, it prevents me from overindulging on holidays. It prevents me from, you know, drinking and, and doing things that may not make my body feel good or staying up too late because I need to make it to midnight. Like, I can't tell you the last time I actually stayed up to midnight. I might be the biggest dork you've ever met, but my uh, New Year's Eve. I might have you beat there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my New Year's Eve is it's low lighting and candles and beautiful music and big sheets of paper and markers of all colors and pens. And, you know, just it's a really cool way to end out your year. Okay. Now, do you still, do you still blog anywhere or put these thoughts to where the, where somebody can consume email, anything like that? No. So the only thing I do is my one, I'm leaving for the year. Here's my, here's my post. post. I'm out. But, um, one of the things I try to do every year is Gretchen Rubin and, and Liz Craft on their podcast. And I keep giving them plugs. They are not sponsors of this podcast, I imagine. Um, Sorry, but they, I, have no, um, I have no sponsors. So it's fine. <laughs> um, but the, uh, they're, they try to tie something in. So in, in 2020, it was walk 20 in 2020, which is great because like 2020 walking is about all we could do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 2021, I think it was rest 21. Um, re- they did read they did, you know, they do all these, so you oh, do the yes. minutes, right? So you yeah. walk or you, so this year's is right 24 in 24. And so what it's now going to make me do is write a little uh, bit more. So who knows what yeah. I'll turn it into. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now I think, I think I may have seen this in your story and I, I went to go read that particular post, which I don't, which I don't always like when it when it comes to social media, it's really interesting to me how people think I do social media versus how I do social media. So I don't like I don't know. I'm when I'm on there, it's usually with a specific intention, and then I'm out for like mm-hmm. a while. Who are you uh, talking to? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, yeah, you've. I mean, you've got it down to like a good structure. Like for me, you know, I'm, I'll be on for a few minutes and then I'm peace out for like a few hours and then, you know, post some bunch of stuff about workouts and then I'm out for like the next, till the next day, like that sort of thing. But, Mm -hmm. um, I did, I followed that particular post and I saw the 24 minutes or two to four minutes. Right. And I really, um, that one really spoke to me because there's a particular thing that I've had on the to do, develop, whatever list, the cultivate list, 
that I continually have allowed myself to get distracted from doing that just that, that particular piece of committing, not necessarily saying that it's writing, but committing, and I'm saying committing to something for two to four minutes. Um, and I'm a, a big like believer in some of the stuff that James Clear talks about, you know, even with his journal. Atomic like Habits, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. So it really, um, it really spoke to me on that. I will tell you, so this is my, um, this is my selfish, just going to throw this out there that if you at some point decide over the year that you would like to share any of your reflections or whatnot, and it's in written format, my email address is in the show notes. So I'm just going to throw that out there because I think that there will also be people who listen to this, who will, um, who will take away uh, many nuggets, at least one, probably many, who will think about, man, that would be really cool to get like this sort of goodness a couple of times in the year. So, so not, just, I'm just gonna, not just a dump at the end of the year. I'm just, I'm just throwing it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm throwing it out there. And I was going to say cautiously, and that's not really the word, um, I'm throwing it out there as a, basically, if you have had that thought before and also, and, or if you end up finding yourself thinking sometime mid year, whenever, you know, it's just for some reason it's, you know, August 12th and you're like, you know, this particular one, I feel like I should send it out somewhere just a heads up that there's okay. probably going to be some folks who would be open to receiving that. That's sweet um, to say f- that, JK. <laughs> that, well, I, I say it because I actually mean it. Like that, because there's, I've also been in, in some of those scenarios where somebody will suggest something that somebody's supposed to do. And it's like, are you not understanding like what their actual motivation is behind it? Like the age old thing, a friend and I were just talking about this, another coach, and um, their kids were really into like rocks, collecting rocks and stuff like that. And somebody had said, hey, they should turn that into a business and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, when did we hit the point where we couldn't just let a kid be a kid and it's got to turn out that they've got to start a YouTube channel to sell rocks? Like why, you know, if you want to start a YouTube channel to sell rocks, cool. But can a kid just be a kid? And, And I think the same thing with adults. Like every adult, just because they have a particular thing that they like to do, do they have to turn it into a side hustle or can mm-hmm. they just enjoy what they do? So that's, that's why I was kind of like, Hey, if, if that thought crosses your mind, there's a place to receive that. So that's what that's I just beautiful. wanted to throw out there. It's, yeah. it's funny that you like, you joke about um, your social media habits and our, uh, our, the way we all consume social media. So I joke that, um, and I, that I write my posts for myself. I mean, they're lengthy. People's scroll habits are not patient enough. I mean, my mother doesn't even read them. Um, majority of people do not read the captions, no, they, but they I will not. tell you, and I don't care. So like, that's the other part I think that we maybe didn't talk about a little bit is that the captions I write are very lengthy, but they are purely for me to express how that particular moment in time or that project I did or that experience influenced my life. And I will tell you, if anyone else is going to do this, it is such a great um, digital journal mm-hmm. for, the, for the good, the bad, and the ugly in your life. I mean, it is because you just asking me to have this conversation with you, I was like, I should go back and 
see how I've transformed from my old social media habits of posting every single meal and every single workout and every single, I mean, nobody needs to see your posts of your paleo meal. Like that's just no oversaturated filters, you know, Uh like my old social media was purely my dogs and my workouts. And, um, and it just became something more meaningful, you know, and it was, it may not be meaningful to other people. I do force my husband to read him every morning. I show them because he, he doesn't oh, have yeah. social media. So yeah, I okay. make him read them. <laughs> okay. He is my audience of one, but even like, like I said, my mom doesn't even read them and I write them about her sometimes. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's not for anyone else. It's for me. And I feel like yeah. part of that, and this is where you talk about that grind culture is there was a time in my life where the posts were for business purposes, right? Like they Mm -hmm. were to attract more clients or to acknowledge and retain the clients we had or to, you know, boost the nutrition business at our our gym. And so there was a time where it was for that. And it, when it becomes a job, it changes the way you feel about doing it. And I will, it's so relatable. (laughs) It it, (laughs) is so relatable. Right. Yeah. Big, big time relatable. Yeah. The other yep. thing I did, and this is so this is the other hard part that a lot of people who, especially if you need social media for your business, um, the hard shift I had was I deleted almost all of my followers. I mean, I went through and deleted anybody that I didn't know, anybody that didn't know me intimately enough that I would feel comfortable with them seeing my post. So I, um, I went from a public account with a couple thousand, I'm not, I'm not by any means had a lot of followers, but I had a couple thousand people. I had no idea who they were. Uh-huh. And so I just went through and cleansed it. And then I cleansed who I follow and I curated a pretty beautiful list of people to follow. The cool thing is, is like, I get to find people like you, or I find people, um, through my other, you know, social, the ones I do choose to follow. Yep. You know, yep. I, I unfollowed every fitness influencer and it was a change in the way that I see myself and I look at others, except you, of course. Uh, but, 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 um, you know what I mean though, right? Like there's only so many booty shots you can have in your reel. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, I do. I absolutely 100% know exactly what you're, um, what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't even know, like there's so much that I could say and also, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really need to be said because it is just encapsulated with, yep, I completely understand mm-hmm. um, what you're what you're talking about. One of the things that I will will say from a coach's perspective, as mm-hmm. somebody who um, who is a coach, is I get the most um, we'll call it like feedback, engagement, whatever. And when I'm talking about engagement, I'm not specifically talking about um, number of uh, plays on reels, or I know you can go into your insights from a business account, like you can go into your insights and see how many people clicked your page. Like even right now, I'm not like we're on video, but like this part won't necessarily like be shown on video. But even right now, like people can, if they were watching, could probably see like my face is kind of confused with like what certain things are called with insights because I just don't, I don't look at them mm-hmm. uh, much. So I don't even know if I'm referring to the 
the spot is the, the right spot even. Uh, so when I'm talking about like the most engagement, I'm talking about like someone who actually like sends Responds. me a message. Yeah. Says yeah. something Yep. Um, from the things that specifically I can remember what my mood was, what I was saying in that particular moment. And that internal, there was an internal like, um, cause I, I don't curse anymore I used to, but uh, there's this internal like effort, send it. Mm-hmm. and just put it out there. So what, yeah, I just think about that because basically the most authentic, I guess, the most authentic um, content, which it even sounds weird to call it content, Yeah. but we'll just call it what it is. Like, it yeah, is. The most authentic content um, I have found generates the most uh, productive engagement, like hands down, the most productive engagement for sure. And even from a podcasting standpoint, I can tell you, like I've had some times where I hit record and I'm just, I'm like, this is a complete ramble. However, like it's, it's on my mind. It's on my heart. I'm just going to put it out there. And occasionally I'll get somebody that was kind of like, yeah, I didn't really get where you were going with that or whatnot. (laughs) And maybe it wasn't for them. Yeah. It, well, it's funny that you, you say it that way. Cause at first you know, I would have, a, I have a lot of people around me who are coaches. So, you know, they've got business coaches that are like, you know, if somebody responds a certain way, then that's not your audience and whatnot. And there's a different way to say, well, that's not your audience versus, okay, that's not, they're, they're not, you're not the right solution for them. There's at that time like that's, too, right? Yeah. So yeah. The, the, you can shift this to people who in this, if people were trying to change their social media habits to do more of what I do for you, it's, this may not be for them because at that moment it was for you. Right. So, um, I find that, you know, I joke that like my mom doesn't even read my stuff, but I do have like, I have a neighbor, I have a college roommate. I have like a handful of people who will go on and not only read everything I write word for word, but then they'll come back to me and text me privately outside of DMS outside of, and they'll tell me, how that post made them feel or how it resonated with them. Um, one of the posts I did this year, and again, like I'm talking, I get 26 likes. Like this is how many people I've removed from my ability to have social media interactions. Yeah. I, I wrote a post about um, dating your friends and your husband and your, your, you know, date your dog, date your mom. And it was just about having, um, and it sounds so basic, right? Just have authentic conversations like the ones you and I are having right now where we've, we've put on do not disturb. We've really just like looked each other in the eye and had a beautiful conversation and, um, just posting that it was so quick, so simple. And it was just a pic, a bunch of pictures of my husband in front of a plate of food that he had no idea I was taking a picture of him, you know? (laughs) And it's, it's one of those things where we take for granted the intentional conversations that we can have because we are on our phone scrolling or we're listening to, we're, we're disassociating with um, audiobooks and podcasts and television and Netflix. And there's just too many other options than choosing each other. Mm. Oh man. And, <laughs> just had to hit me with that one. Okay. It's true though. Right? It like, is. We all yeah, do it. it is. Like, do I want to stare is. at scroll at golden retriever photos for the next six hours? Or do I want to like Go pet a real life golden retriever out in the real world. Right. You know? Convenience yeah. is a burden for many other reasons, you know? Oh man. 
so absolutely, so absolutely true about um, what I what I would perceive as like distraction, and you're almost rewarded for not being focused on one thing for a long amount of time. Because even social media wise, the way that more things show up in your feed is how long you engage with looking at those types of images, like how Mm -hmm. long and how often. And I I even like speaking of the insights thing, uh, I I had been sent like a notification that this particular reel has been viewed for a total of X amount of hours. And I had just recently finished having a conversation with a friend of mine who's um, like an empowerment, let's say like an empowerment coach who was talking about how bad their engagement had been and that they are trying to go back to old reels to see which ones performed well and how they can like duplicate that. And I was thinking to myself when that notification came through of, well, this particular one performed, you know, whatever, because people watched it for X amount of hours, like not, they didn't watch that one reel, but it's just the cumulative watches and whatnot. I was thinking to myself like, okay, so I can see how somebody totally goes down the rabbit hole with this because even when you're not going through, like even if I'm not my colleague who went back through to go find stuff that had the highest amount of plays, the algorithm still comes for you and says, hey, I know you're not caught up in this, but I just wanted to make sure, are you sure you just don't want a taste of going down the rabbit hole? And I didn't. I was just like, all right, whatever. Thanks for letting me know and move on to the next thing. So, all right. Well, um, so I'm going to start to to kind of wrap things. And I, again, I, I really appreciate you um, opening up the time here to share about this, what I would call like evolution and process um, for the folks that, well, nobody would know cause we didn't hit record yet. We didn't know where this conversation was going to go. We had zero, zero clue. I just knew what, what I wanted to start with and then we were just going to let it roll from there. Um, I guess to, to close it out here, how do you, okay. So let me rewind for a second. So you removed you removed like a lot of the time that you were spending scrolling and different, different things like that. And, uh, you, you filled, or you've now started to integrate more of, let's say like the writing, the reflecting, like being in the moment and different things like that for the person who is thinking, okay, that sounds, that sounds cool. That's something I would love to do. But, and then what would be followed with that is, you know, that's how I keep up with so-and-so Yep. or, um, you know, sometimes like, it's not realistic for me to do the big thing. Like it's kind of under the all or nothing category. Well, in reality, what? social, social media is, um, how we communicate with each other. It's how we connect. Yeah. So I get why a lot of people would have that, but yeah. So how where, how would you respond to that person? I'm trying to yeah. fight the urge to like really kind of pigeonhole the question. So yeah. to that person who is listening, because I, I truly, truly can picture like the person mm-hmm. who's like, man, this, what a, what a beautiful place to be in. Mm-hmm. And then immediately kind of go into the, yeah, but, but I couldn't totally do that. It's the person who looks at somebody's after picture and they're yeah. like, oh man, 
what a what a solid physique, but I could mm-hmm. never, you know what I mean? I, so, that could never be me. Yeah. So um, what okay. would you say to that particular individual um, who is inspired by what you're talking about and also still believing the story that they could not get to that particular place that you're in right now? Currently? Yeah. So um, I'm going to steal a quote I, I from Sean Croxton. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he says little by little, a little becomes a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do what I did. You don't have to cut everybody that you don't know off your social media. You don't have to turn off the thing that tells you how many likes you have. You don't have to, um, you know, delete the apps. You don't have to deactivate your and delete your Facebook forever, which is actually kind of a scary thing to do. Um, <laughs> you can simply just delete the app for a week a day, a month. I mean, I am a big proponent of the, uh, what the Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, one day at a time method. Um, that is, can be true in every aspect of your life. And the same is true for people who see the before and after photos, which the diet culture thing kills me Mm -hmm. still. But, um, but those people didn't get there overnight. It's a, it's a little by little, a little becomes a lot and it's the consistency of it. The other part is when you do take a break, reflecting on, how you feel, how you're spending your time. And the other part of it, and I joke about this, but I tell people at the end of my post, when I tell them I'm shutting down for the year, contact me like you did in 2005, right? Pick up the phone, send an email, send a letter, carrier pigeon, SOS. I don't spend time with me. Right. And so, um, it, I have little things I do every day. Like I still am one of those people who does the wordle and I have my you know, six people I send it to, which include my mother and my aunt. And, and the other thing we've done is, uh, I started something called the daily duck this year, um, okay. which is, it sounds silly, but, um, I started looking for ducks I've in gotta, nature. I have to interrupt you for a moment. Yeah. Who does it sound silly to? Oh, even me, my grandmother, everybody. Like, so the purpose of it okay. was, to go out in nature, take a photo and send it to my whole group of my family, including two of 80 plus year olds in my family. But what it is, is it's starting a conversation and connecting with people that you normally would connect with on social media through a different method. And that's me going for my nightly walk and taking a picture. And some days it wasn't a duck. Some days it was a cat on a picnic table. Some days it was, you know, a beautiful flower. But what it was, was me intentionally going on a walk, looking for something and then sending that beautiful thing to people that I care about. Hmm. That's a, what is that, man, these are all solid. These are really solid. Cause it's not about finding a duck, you know? No, <laughs> that's, it's, that's, that's, it's the, the joke. That's the joke. It's right. The daily duck. Like one day I right. actually ate duck. It took a picture of it, sent it to my family and they took offense to it. <laughs> I could totally see how that would, yeah. would potentially become problem. This is my daily duck. You're like, for once, I do actually f- have a duck. So there yeah. you go. Just happen to be eating it. So yeah, my grandmother is 83 and she did say no more ducks in 2024. So we're doing, we're doing flowers next year. Okay. That's, that's fantastic. Well, um, then closing out with that particular theme, talking about we're, we're doing, we're, um, your grandmother saying that we're, we're going with flowers going forward. Um, I do want to close out just by giving you your flowers. Like it's a a saying that's within my community. Just, you know, give people their flowers while they can still smell them is basically the phrase. So I definitely appreciate, again, appreciate your willingness to talk through um, your process. And I'm taking away a couple of things that I'll be 
adding into my planning process for for 2024 as I just still kind of sift through um, where I want to start. And that's one thing that I will throw out to people is um, if you do find yourself as one of those people, and I may have been one of those people previously and still revisit that version of myself where you feel like you, you need to have the beginning, middle, and end all planned out prior to like the announcement of this is my word of the year sort of a thing, um, I would challenge you to get comfortable with um, s- identifying where you want to start with no un- with no understanding of where that particular word or thing will take you, so to speak. And how uncomfortable is that? Like you would, it's like getting into a car and just being like, "Hey, just drive me somewhere, and we'll just kind of see." Really, like at the at the end of the day, I think something that can be helpful for folks who have really transitioned to like, hey, I'm going to pick a word for the year or a theme for the year, that sort of a thing is allow yourself to take, like use that as like a vehicle and then just kind of drive and let, let the scenery kind of, kind of guide you. So um, with that, is there anything else that I may not have asked about, mentioned, brought up anything like that prior to um, wrapping things up? i no expectation that you fill this space. I just want to make sure that I that I leave space just in case there's anything. No, I'm just really grateful for the conversation. Awesome. Okay. Well, with that, um, we are going to call it an episode. So for those of you who are still listening, I appreciate you sticking with us till the end. Um, if you do have comments, um, feedback, anything like that, my contact info will be in the show notes. Um, you can send that to me and I will do my best to pass that on to MC. Uh, because I have her email address now. She, so um, low-key, that was purposeful. So I have your email address so I can send that stuff to you um, if anybody would like to share perhaps how um, what your takeaways would be from this particular episode. Um, I think that those would be highly appreciated. So with that, thank you again for listening. Take care, and we'll see you next time.